week three in the NFL is upon us, and I cannot wait to break down my money line predictions and best bets of the weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is Brandon Lewis, the host of the Brands World Podcast. You already know you can follow us on Twitter, aka X. Instagram, as well as our Substack page. You already know we're in collaboration with the one and the only Voltage Live. Championship Rings appears with me and Josh Unger every Tuesday night. We just had a great discussion last night on all things NFL, along with some of the big college football games and the rock appearing on SmackDown, which obviously I talked about on Tuesday's podcast. But today's podcast is going to be no college football talk. We'll break down if something significant happens in the big games. Obviously, Ohio State, Notre Dame takes place Saturday. Georgia and Bama have some interesting matchups. Penn State, Iowa as well. So if anything comes out significant of those games, um, you know, obviously we'll be here to break it down. The Colorado story is fascinating. But I want to spend the majority of today's show talking week three in the National Football League because I think there's some very interesting games on the docket. And as you know, we went 10-6 in the money line in week two. That puts us at 19-13 in the first 32 games of the NFL season, picking straight-up money line games. We also won four or five in best bets. The Chargers minus three against Tennessee, Cost us a perfect week, but we are now six for ten. That's sixty percent in best bets. Meaning, if we hit three out of five every week from here on out, which is our goal, obviously to have a winning week every week, to be at least sixty percent in best bets as we head for the entire season. We know there's going to be better weeks than others. This week has some interesting matchups. So, without further ado, let's go ahead. Let's break it down. Kicking things off, this is going to be my first best bet of the week, actually. It's the Thursday night game. Giants, probably not going to have Saquon Barkley. They did not look good against Arizona in the first half, and then Arizona kind of gave up, let them get back into the game in the second half, in my opinion. They obviously did not look good against Dallas in week one. Now they go against San Francisco, who's been an absolute machine to start the year. I think Purdy plays well. I think this is a young Giants team that is completely over their skis. I think they get overwhelmed here. Now, the line is huge. Uh, but at minus 10 here, I'm going to go in and take San Francisco. I think they win by at least 10 points. Uh, you know, we may get a push here. I may get unlucky. But at the end of the day, I think San Francisco goes in. I think they demolish the Giants on a short week. They don't give the Giants a lot to work with. Uh, and this is not a very competitive game. Next game here, Titans at the Browns. And the Browns are favored by three. And I really should take the Browns here. I think the Browns should cover against Tennessee. But Tennessee is one of those sneaky teams. Listen, last week I picked the Chargers to cover. I've been talking about it all week. I had it going into the fourth quarter, and then Brandon Staley and crew uh, just completely choked the game. Now Ryan Dino, who can't move, who is a dinosaur, is going up against a ferocious Browns pass rush who should be able to put a lot of pressure, stop the run on Derek Henry, force Ryan Dino to for the Hopkins and Burks and the wide receivers that he does have. 
The Browns obviously going to be without Nick Chubb. It sounds like at the time of this recording on Wednesday, they're going to go on and get Kareem Hunt to work with Jerome Ford. But as I said uh, on Tuesday's podcast, the injury to Nick Chubb should not affect the offense. Uh, if you're so worried about a, a running back, that means your football team is not great. That means your quarterback is not great. Now the expectations and the pressure are going to be more and more on Deshaun Watson, who has not looked great the first two weeks, but I'm expecting the Browns to bounce back. Again, they should cover this spread. They should win by more than three, but I don't trust them, so I'm going to stay away from that game on the best bet side. If they lose to Tennessee, they are without a question a better football team than Tennessee. There is going to be panic in Cleveland. Next game here, an interesting line. Baltimore favored by seven and a half against the Indianapolis Colts. This line, to me, smells like that they don't think Anthony Richardson is going to play. This is a sneaky game, regardless if Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson plays, in my opinion, because Indianapolis, they played Jacksonville tough in week one. They pretty much demolished Houston uh, in week two. They are better, I think, than people think. Gardner Minshew has played well since he's come into the game. The Baltimore has certainly played well, as they always do to start the year. You think Baltimore is going to be able to run the football. They're going to get up on Indy early. The question here is, can Indy keep it close? Can either Minshew or Richardson, which I think it actually be more than likely uh, with Richardson, can they keep it close? Can they run enough? Can they produce enough points uh, to stay within striking distance against Baltimore? It's possible. I like what the Colts are doing. Again, DeForest Buckner up front, Shaq Wonder at linebacker, Kenny Moore slot corner. They have some of those pieces on defense. They've been able to run the football. There's a chance here they ball control. They stay within possessions. There's also a chance it's a huge blot, and Baltimore just rolls out of their pivotal week four matchup when they go into Cleveland. I'm going to pick Baltimore to win the game, but I'm staying away from the bet. Next game here, Houston at Jacksonville. Jacksonville was embarrassed last week uh, by Kansas City, the way that their offense played. Now, D'Amico Ryans and the Texans, they have not looked good the first two weeks. They went to Baltimore, then they lost to the Colts at home. They're going to want to play well against Jacksonville, but Jacksonville is, is also going to want to play well. They're going to want to put their foot down. They're going to want to put away Houston early. The line here is, is eight and a half. And my optimism for the Houston Texans and that franchise to, to begin the year uh, has completely gone out the window already at this point. I don't think D'Amico Ryans is the right head coach. I don't think C.J. Shroud is going to work. I think he needs an offensive coach. I think Houston needs a new quarterback. And with the talent coming out uh, in this year's draft, I don't know if Houston's going to stay with C.J. Shroud for another year. I think Jacksonville wins but I'm going to stay away from the bet. This next one, this is my upset of the week. I got the commanders at home. They are six and a half point dogs to Josh Allen and the Bills. I think Washington at 2-0 has an opportunity here to host Buffalo and knock them off. We all know the Bills and Josh Allen struggle with a ferocious pass rush. That's not what the Las Vegas Raiders had last week. Buffalo was able to run the ball with Josh Allen, James Cook. But with that, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, uh, defensive front, uh, Montez Sweat out there from Washington. I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. 
I think that they make life difficult for Josh Allen. I think everybody expects Buffalo's going to go in there. They're going to run the football. They're back on track against Vegas. Buffalo is a very wishy-washy team. Now, so is Washington. They did not look great against Arizona week one. They survived. They had a terrible uh, first half against Denver, and then they survived. So maybe some of this is against bad teams. You know, they're 2-0. and I don't think we think the Commanders are as good as 2-0. and But they do have some pieces around them. Obviously, the biggest question with them is with Sam Alder, quarterback. But early in the year, you look, this is a game that's a tricky game on the schedule for Buffalo. I'm not going to bid it because I don't trust my pick here, but I'm just going to go with a dark horse here. I'm taking the commanders to upset Buffalo. Next game, you want to talk about best bets. This is my best bet of the entire NFL season. New England on the road, favored by two and a half. They will cover the two and a half. They will beat the New York Jets. They will make Zach Wilson Seacoast. There is not a lot to explain here. New England's defense is going to do their thing. Now, the Jets' defense may do their thing. They may may, make Mac Jones struggle. Uh, This may be more of a low-scoring game than I expect. This may be like a 17-6, a 14-9 type ball game. Nonetheless, I think New England does cover the spread, and I don't see how the Jets move the ball on New England. Interesting game here, right? Denver 0-2. Miami 2-0. Denver's first road game. Miami's first home game. Miami's eye-flying offense against Denver. They do have a good corner, Patrick Sertan. Denver has played well in the first half, then they have absolutely melted down in the second half. Vic Vangio, by the way, former head coach of the Broncos, now playing his former team. Uh, There's a lot of interesting aspects here. We know that Denver is going to want to play well for a full four quarters. We know they're hearing it. I just do not think offensively. And again, Jerry Judy's still banged up. They don't have Tim Patrick. They don't have K.J. Amler. Javante Williams has not gotten off to a good start. I do not think offensively Denver can keep up with Miami. The line is six and a half. It feels about right. I think Miami's going to win for a touchdown. I don't think that they're going to pull away with this, but I do have the Dolphins winning at home. Next game is a complete stay away. Chargers at Vikings, the two most untrustable teams in football. I'll take Minnesota at home because I trust um, Kevin O'Connell over Brandon Staley, but the Chargers we all know, we've talked about it forever. They have a defensive-minded head coach, and they can't stop anybody. Minnesota can't stop anybody. This is the potential to be a shootout, uh, and it really is going to come down to whoever has the ball last. In this scenario, I think it's Minnesota, who I think the better coaching edges them white against the Chargers. But they're favored by one and a half, and this is a complete stay-away game for me. Next game here, Detroit is at home, and they're taking on Atlanta. And Atlanta's 2-0, but they have not looked pretty in, in either of their wins. The Lions' offense plays well. The Falcons' defense is not great. And Detroit, after losing that game against Seattle, uh, I think that they're going to come out. I think that they're going to play well. Uh, and I think the Lions put up a lot of points, and I'm going to best bet them here. I think they win by more than a field goal. I think they cover the, the three and a half here. I, I think they win by a touchdown. I think they make some key plays, and the Lions go to two and one on the season. A very interesting game here. Green Bay favored by two 
at home against New Orleans, who even though, again, they're 2-0, a lot like Atlanta has not looked good. Derek Carr has not looked good. The Packers' defense has looked good in spurts, and Jordan Love, up until the fourth quarter last week, against Atlanta played really well. Sounds like Green Bay is going to get Aaron Jones back. That'll be a big help in the run game. Potentially Christian Watson, David Bakhtiari as well. I don't trust Dennis Allen. Derek R struggles on the road. I think Green Bay puts a lot of pressure on New Orleans. And at the end of the day, I think both these teams are 2-1 and one at the end of week three. Green Bay wins. I am not betting the game. This is a weird one here, right? Carolina at Seattle. I was eyeing on Carolina to start the year. I thought Frank Wright, Bryce Young would be a perfect combination. Uh, they just need a year to get more weapons. Now I think they need to run the ball a lot with Mayo Sanders, Chuba Uber, use Aiden Ernst, get the ball out of Bryce Young's hands very quickly, do what you need to do. But ultimately, Carolina's secondary is good. I think it's very hard to beat Seattle in Seattle for a very young quarterback in Bryce Young who's going to struggle with the noise. Weird line here of five and a half. I'm not going to bet it, but I like Seattle to win the game. This next one, I'm, I'm not in favor of taking two huge lines, so I'm not going to take Dallas against Arizona. You never know. Arizona could have a first half, a good first half, and potentially cover. Uh, but Dallas should destroy Arizona, who we all know is tanking for Caleb Williams. Bears at Chiefs. I was thinking real long and hard about taking Kansas City minus 12 and a half, but I think there's better value on the board. I'm not going to do it. Uh, but Chicago, let's be honest, Chicago is not a great football team. Justin Fields is a defensive minded coach. He has an offensive coordinator, Luke Getze, who is not getting him with the right system. Justin Fields is not seeing the field. And Kansas City's defense is young, fast, and vibrant. And Mahomes, even though they have struggled offensively for the first two weeks, they got back on track, the touchdown to Kelsey in the second half against Jacksonville. I think Kansas City looks real good here. Uh, Chicago does not look good at all. They don't look well coached. Again, Eberflus for a defensive coordinator. They're giving up yards and points all over the place. This feels like, to me, the potential of Chicago trading Justin Fields in the offseason, getting a new offensive mind of that coach, tearing it down, and going for one of the generational prospects in this year's NFL draft. Okay, so I have three best bets so far. Here's my fourth. Pittsburgh, again, plus two and a half. You're just giving Pittsburgh. They've been dogs by two and a half points every single week this year. I've taken them both times. I've taken them again against Vegas, who their defense is not very good. Najee Harris looks slow and unexplosive. They don't have a ton of talent when Deontay Johnson is out outside of George Pickens on the outside. But against a Vegas pass rush that is not that good, uh, Kenny Pickett should be able to have time. The offense should be able to move. Pittsburgh should be able to take apart the Raiders. I think this is a coaching mismatch as well. And usually, again, I'll take the offensive coach over the defensive coach. Not in this scenario when it's Mike Tomlin against Josh McDaniels. And then Steelers pass rush going up against that piss-poor Las Vegas offensive line. I think T.J. Watt and Co. dominate. They get to Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's an ugly, low-scoring, like 20-13, 23-17 type affair. But I think the Steelers on the road 
ultimately pull out the victory. My next best bet, Monday night, Philly at Tampa. Now, Philly is favored by five and a half. I like them here. Yes, Baker Mayfield has played well. Yes, the Bucs are 2-0. And we all talked about it. We like the Bucs' weapons. We like some of the Bucs' defensive pieces. The question with Tampa was going to be the quarterback. And so far, Baker Mayfield has played well. But the defenses he's played, Minnesota and Chicago. He has not played against that Philadelphia front with Sweat, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith, etc. I think Philadelphia puts a lot of pressure on Baker Mayfield. The last time the Eagles played Tampa was in that playoff game and Todd Bowles was all over Jalen Ertz. The difference here, though, is the offense is completely different with the addition of A.J. Brown. Jalen Ertz is a completely different quarterback. I think Philadelphia finds a way to move the ball. I think they cover the five and a half, and I'm taking my Eagles here against Tampa Monday night. Now, this next game is the biggest question mark of the week, obviously. Rams at Bengals. We don't know if Joe Burrow is going to play. Right now, the line is Cincinnati minus two and a half. If Burrow plays, I would take this line in my best bet. I would take Cincinnati, but I'm not so sure about it. So I essentially substituted Cincinnati out for Pittsburgh this week. Uh, because if Burrow does not play, the Bengals are in real trouble and they may not make the playoffs. If Burrow does play, I think they bounce back. The Rams offense has played well, but I don't think they're as good as we think. They played good against divisional opponents. I think Cincinnati's offensive line is much improved than what they were two years ago in the Super Bowl. Obviously, this is a rematch. I think they dedicate Darren Donald. They're going to run the ball more with Joe Mixon. They'll take advantage of that young secondary with Chase Higgins Boyd. As long as Burrow plays, I think the Bengals win at home. And ultimately, I think this is a bounce-back week for home teams. The only road teams I have winning this week are New England, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Philly. So again, my picks. San Fran at home Thursday night. Browns against Tennessee. Baltimore over Indy. Jacksonville over Houston. Commanders over Buffalo. New England over the Jets. Miami over Denver. Minnesota over the Chargers. Detroit over Atlanta. Green Bay over New Orleans. Seattle over Carolina. Dallas over Arizona. Kansas City over Chicago, Pittsburgh over Vegas, Philly over Tampa, Cincinnati over the Rams. And again, that Cincinnati pick may change if Burrow does not play. My best bets for the week. San Francisco, minus 10 against the Giants. New England, minus 2.5 against the Jets. Detroit, minus 3.5 against Atlanta. Pittsburgh, my only dog. I'm taking them plus two and a half against Vegas. And then Philadelphia Monday night, I'm taking them to cover the five and a half against Tampa Bay. Those are my NFL week three best bets and money line picks. 19 and 13 first two weeks of money line picks. Six for 10 in best bets. That's a pretty good percentage. Let's see if we can keep it going. Again, some very interesting games on the week three slate this week. We will break it all down on Tuesday's podcast. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the great college football action. Enjoy all the NFL action. We'll be back on Tuesday. Once again, we are in collaboration with the one and only Voltage Live. Follow me on all the social media links in the description below. And 